This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. MLK Day, and it's great. A little bit too close for Christmas. We just had a great big break. Maybe we could have done this on the anniversary of one of his speeches, but we like Martin Luther King. I mean, look at this beautiful statement. Look at some of the things he said. This is perhaps my, my favorite. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. How beautiful and how quaint and how square and how not hip, how unwoke. Have you noticed that the left, they don't talk about Martin Luther King all that much these days. He um, is not fashionable anymore. No way. He doesn't get it because he dreamt of a world without race. All they can think of the left is a world where that's all anybody sees is race. Hey, you'll notice I had to read this quote. Wouldn't it be nice if I could play you the speech, right? A little portion of it from the Lincoln Memorial. Isn't that American property? No, it's actually not. It's the property of uh, the King family, apparently. They partnered with some uh, group, and they are notoriously greedy about charging money uh, to hear that speech. Everybody knows it, by the way. Go ahead and put it up on the screen if you don't mind. It is no secret that the estate of Martin Luther King Jr. have a long and unfortunate history of trying to lock up profit from the use of his stirring words and speeches. What a shame. But um, MLK, he's still A-OK. I mean, I like him. And here's something else I like about him. He was tormented by the FBI, the same FBI that went after Donald Trump. Yes, yeah, certain people are gone, but you know what? They still call it the J. Edgar Hoover building. That tells you something about the FBI. <laughs> We're changing the name of military bases, yet J. Edgar Hoover is still on the FBI headquarters. J. Edgar Hoover, who tried to induce Martin Luther King to commit suicide. Oh, yes, it's part of their very checkered history. They sent a nasty letter to Martin Luther King detailing all of his indiscretions and urging him to jump out of a window. The FBI, I don't think, has ever made amends for this. They're still up to corrupt acts. Oh, by the way, what they did to Trump. More on that later, later in the week, actually. But back to Martin Luther King, the good stuff. And this is good. And it'll give you an idea, again, why the left doesn't really have much use for him anymore. I don't think of... Uh love as, uh, in this context, as emotional bosh. I don't think of it as uh, a weak force. But I, I think of love as something strong and that organizes itself into powerful uh, direct action. Love. One of the strongest forces in the world, right? Amazing. <laughs> Not so much. They put him up against Malcolm X. Ooh, this guy. 
one ugly dude on the inside. Listen. The white man pays Reverend Martin Luther King, subsidizes Reverend Martin Luther King, so that Reverend Martin Luther King can continue to teach the Negroes to be defenseless. That's what you mean by nonviolent. The wow. goal of Dr. Martin Luther King is to give Negroes a chance to sit in a segregated restaurant beside the same white man who had brutalized them for 400 years. The goal of Dr. Martin Luther King is to get Negroes to forgive the people who have brutalized them for, uh, for 400 years by by lulling them to sleep and making them forgetting what those whites have done to them. But the masses of black people in America today don't go for what Martin Luther King is, is putting down. So which uh, philosophy has withstood the test of time? I mean, really, who's in? Who's discussed more today? Uh, who won that contest? Malcolm X, actually. So let's go to Barack Obama. Guy's written about 15 books about himself. I went to some of those books today. You know who he writes about a lot and totally ignores? Malcolm X. <laughs> Gets 17 references in his famous and first memoir. And there's just one reference to Martin Luther King. And I think it was uh, he was driving up Martin Luther King Boulevard. Uh, that toxic stuff that you just heard from Malcolm X really made an impact on Barack Obama. And this part of Martin Luther King, nobody seems to have any use for anymore, but... I certainly do. I heard the voice of Jesus saying still to fight on. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. No, never alone. No, never alone. Promise never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. I'm going on in believing in him. You better know him and know his name. Know how to call his name. Don't be a fool. Recognize your dependence on God. Wow. He's talking about Jesus, talking about his need for him. I don't hear that from Reverend Al Sharpton, do you? Or from Raphael Warnock, who apparently has the same job, the same church? Martin Luther King was a hero. And I wonder what he would think of our current president. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alvin. Happy birthday to you. Well. <laughs> Happy who? What? This is at an MLK celebration today in Washington, D.C. And Joe just smiled. Who was this birthday wish to again? Happy birthday, dear I think he was wishing happy birthday to Martin Luther King. It would have been in his late 80s or early 90s at this point. Uh, wow. What would he make of this guy? What do we make of him? He's a race-baiting fool. Oh, boy, pandering. That's what he does. It's what he's always done. It's the only life he knows, and now he's racialized it considerably. You know, if you build, a, in the last 25 years, if you build a, a, a housing development on one side of an interstate highway, and you built the same one on the opposite side, and one is predominantly black and the other is predominantly white, guess what? The value of the exact same home built by the exact same builder 
is more valuable on the white side of that highway than on the, on the black side. That's a fact. Is it a fact, Joe, huh? Is it really that simple, huh? What? <laughs> this is a, a lack of leadership. This is pandering. Joe could have talked about crime rates, which are, unfortunately, but it's very real. They happen to be higher in communities of color than in communities that are predominantly white. I don't know why, but it's true. You can look it up. 911 calls. That might have a little bit something to do with the home values, but no, 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 no. Just, just make it simple and just condescend and be the phony politician that you are. If you live in one of those neighborhoods and you have the same exact car I have in the other neighborhood, you pay more for your insurance than that side. No basis for it. None at all other than you're black and I'm white. It's kind of weird the way he said the word black. I, like, what? This is an odd, odd fellow speaking in a very strange way. And he's done it all of his life. It is amazing that he's president. Um, and he gets it really wrong when he starts talking about race, right? Who remembers this with uh, how enamored he was with a young senator from Illinois? I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and nice-looking guy. Mm. I mean, it's, that's a storybook. Yeah, that's a storybook, man. In Joe's weird world, he's never seen a black man who was clean and nice and all those things. Very, very strange guy. Anyway, back to the political shores at hand. Hand out the money. We're launching a $1 billion pilot project funded by my bipartisan infrastructure law. We've delivered nearly $6 billion in funding to HBCUs to invest in next generation of black leaders. That's a record, and that's a fact. And the share of those dollars are going to go to small businesses and disadvantaged businesses, including black and brown-owned businesses. That's going to mean an additional $100 billion going into creation of these small businesses. $100 billion. He's got this Daddy Warbucks thing going, right? Like somehow it's his money. It's our money. Easy there, big shot. Anyway, this is all part of a new craze that somehow our infrastructure is racist. Have you heard about this one? That this bridge, this beautiful bridge is somehow racist. This bridge actually is a real bridge. It exists today. And they say, oh, it's so low to cut off buses uh, so poor people can't get to the beach. Now, it's a total crock, okay? It was popularized, however, in this book, uh, The Power Broker by Robert Moses. There's some good things in this book, but like any book, it's not perfect, and they totally got that part wrong. But reporters love this book. At least they love to say they read it because it's a 1,000 pages, and I don't know if anybody's actually read the entire thing. But every time you see somebody on the fake news, they always have this book behind them. And, um, you know, it's a virtue signal. It's like, I get it. And, uh, yes, those bridges are racist. And if I ever meet Pete Buttigieg, we can talk about the racist infrastructure because we both claim to have read the same book. I'm still surprised that some people were surprised when I pointed to the fact that uh, if a highway was built for the purpose of di dividing a white and a black neighborhood, or if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids uh, to a beach, or it would have been, uh, in New York was, was designed uh, too low for it to pass by, that that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. 
Yeah. Obviously, this bridge is racist, right? Can I see that pretty bridge again? Built in 1927 by Robert Moses. Robert Cowra wrote the book. Um, guess how many black and Hispanic people lived in New York City? About the same number that lived in the state of Maine. Uh, communities of color did not really expand and grow in New York City until after World War II. They're about to spend trillions and trillions of dollars correcting so-called racism in the infrastructure that doesn't exist. And we know how it goes when you start throwing around trillions and trillions of dollars targeted at communities of color. Take a look at this. In the 1960s, one out of every four children, black children, born into single-parent households. Several trillion dollars later spent on social programs. Where are we? 64%. Some studies show that that's closer to 75%. I wonder what Martin Luther King would make of this all, hmm? You know, I think actually we'd owe him as a culture a bit of an apology. Did you watch television this weekend apart from football? Who remembers something called TLC, The Learning Channel? The Learning Channel, what could be wrong with The Learning Channel? You learned about so much, you could learn about the Revolutionary War. Tomorrow night on Real History, the fight for freedom continues. They knock down all the bridges. They make the British go at a snail's pace. The Revolutionary War, tomorrow at 9 on TLC. Wow, I would watch that. What was on this weekend on TLC? The Learning Channel. They don't call it the Learning Channel anymore. They just call it TLC. This horror show. Take a look. Ladies, where's all the menace? ready to connect with somebody who doesn't really care how old I am. I'm just looking to have fun. Here we go. What the hell? It just got real. It is obscene, perverse, disgusting, and uh, oh, the crazy twist. Some of those young men were the sons of the women. What would Martin Luther King think of what we've become? We could use another one of him real bad. I'll be right back with more on Joe Biden's paperwork trouble and the weird arrangement he had with Hunter at his house. Be right back. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. Newsmax, we're real news for real people. Millions are turning off the old channels and switching to Newsmax, the fastest growing cable news channel in America. No agenda, no spin, just the facts. Millions watch us, so can you. Newsmax, we are real news for real people. Ah, Joe Biden, he's frustrated. He's mad at us because of his screw up with the documents. You hear about this? The White House has put it out that he's frustrated. He doesn't like the blowback. We, we're the problem because we know that he is a hypocrite and he's been lying all along. Now, some of us have known that since the 1980s, but there are some Democrats who are just finding out. Take a look. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Got fired. 
Uh, actually, it didn't happen that way. Joe was begging and pleading. Uh, but here's the new little piece. The guy on the left in the green tie, never thought about him before, that, that's Michael Carpenter. Guess what he does? He is a director of the Penn Biden Center and may have played a big role in the impeachment, one of the phony impeachments against Trump. The Penn Biden Center, quick review, was that no-show job. Uh, Joe Biden got a, close to a million dollars a year. A lot of that money probably came from China. And for some reason, Joe brought secret documents, we believe, to his office, which wasn't guarded by the Secret Service or pretty much anybody. Look, these are some of the reasons why I believe the Democrats are finished with Joe. The greediness, you can be greedy, but you got to be smart about it. And he's not been smart. Also, he's starting to embarrass them. He's also outlived his usefulness. I mean, in 2020, maybe you could argue you needed this guy. Somehow Democrats got behind him for some reason. But no more. What purpose does he serve anymore? And yeah, the embarrassment factor. Uh, you know, that guy, Jim Clyburn and, and other members of Congress, they've been blindsided by this. I mean, they thought that an old government hand like Joe Biden at least knew how to handle these documents. And I think there's this. He's probably genuinely guilty. I mean, it's uh, it's a real problem. In addition to his overall, well, how do we put this? Dumbness. Joe is kind of dumb. There are a lot of Democrats who are a lot smarter, and they've kind of had it with this guy. And I think it's going down. But the worst thing, what he really has going against him is the moment he got caught being a hypocrite. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen, how one, anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. Oh, Joe, he laid it on way too thick. Never should have say it, said it. This dooms him. It's the hypocrisy of this moment. Now, I showed you this clip last week. I was a bit surprised that every major Sunday morning show uh, played that very clip. And the hypocrisy is going to do them in. In addition to all the other stuff that's been laying around for a long time, just waiting for somebody to pick up, like one ambitious Democrat to say, hey, seriously, what is it with Joe and Ukraine after all? Why did Joe Biden on January 17th of 2021, three days left as vice president, did you know this? I didn't know this. He went overseas. He went to Ukraine. He went to Ukraine with three days left as vice president. Mr. President, I may have to call you once every couple of weeks just to hear your voice. Uh, <laughs> it's been going on a long time. <laughs> uh, why? Ukraine is one of many, many countries. But this one is where his son worked. And he went there three days before he left office as vice president. He had another stop on that trip in Switzerland to catch up with his old pal, the president of China. President Xi's speech was followed by several meetings with world leaders at Davos. Speaking with U.S. Vice President Joe Biden, Xi called for closer cooperation between the two global heavyweights in pursuit of a long-term and stable relationship that benefits both sides. Two days 
before leaving office. He's in Europe with the president of China. That's very fishy, don't you think? And if we're noticing that, I think some Democrats are finally waking up too. And oh, by the way, this is news. This We didn't know this. The unusual landlord-tenant arrangement in uh, Greenville, Delaware. I, I, I still can't figure out if Hunter owned the house or was a tenant in the house, but rent was set at $50,000 for a house 7,000 square feet or so in the suburbs of Wilmington, Delaware. A comparable house in the suburbs of New York City, Scarsdale, ever hear of that? It's a great, great community. $18,000 a month. What was up with the $50,000 a month rent? Try Beverly Hills. Hey, Beverly Hills, that's a... Okay, same-sized house in Beverly Hills, that will run you $50,000 a month. But Wilmington, Delaware? Something doesn't add up. All right. This is uh, <laughs> and it's kind of I'm sorry, I shouldn't be enjoying it, but I am. One of the good things about this, now that we've caught Joe Biden in this uh, utter and complete hypocrisy, he'll never be able to say this again ever. Now, I truly believe I give my word as a Biden. I truly believe we're about to see our brightest future. I honest to God believe I give you my word as a Biden. I honest to God believe we're in the cusp. We're in an inflection point. We have a chance to make such enormous progress. I'm serious. Heads of state. I give you my word as a Biden. Next time he tries that, the audience will burst out laughing. And I don't know, they may arrest him for perjury right on the spot. It's over, Joe. Just a matter of time. I'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Rob Carson. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I am tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert your IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word ROB to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With over 20 years of experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting ROB to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, secure your gold. Start today with a free info kit. There's no obligation to make this request. Just text ROB to 989898. All right, so uh, Joe Biden's Wilmington house, all kinds of top-secret stuff are inside there, apparently. Have they gotten it all? They found some stuff in the garage by the Corvette. Over the weekend, they found more papers in the living room and maybe in Joe Biden's library. Uh, this is becoming a farce, a total and complete farce. And everybody, even Democrats, are laughing at Joe Biden and shaking their head. At least that's my sense. 
Let's bring in the experts. Joe DeGeneva, former U.S. attorney for Washington, D.C., and Fred Flights, uh, former chief of staff of the National Security Council under President Trump and senior fellow at the America, uh, I'm sorry, America First Policy Institute. Gentlemen, uh, first, over the weekend, if you blinked, you missed it, but they announced that they found more documents in the House. And this crazy statement from Richard Sauber, the White House special counsel, We'll put it up on the screen. I don't I won't read the whole thing, but uh, he basically outlines how <laughs> he went there. He picked them up. He thought they weren't secret, but they turned out to be secret. So he gave them to somebody else. Joe, this seems to be a total cluster. What's happening? Well, I I, I read Mr. Sauber's statement and I was fascinated by how punctilious he was about every every single detail of what he did when he went to Wilmington with the Department of Justice lawyers. Um, I'm still fascinated by the fact that private lawyers are conducting searches while a criminal investigation is on by a special counsel. I'm not quite sure why Mr. Herr hasn't taken control of this and said, I want all of you to stop and I'm gonna send some FBI agents up there to search the house and every place else. But that aside, uh, this has become an embarrassment to the president and his supporters. And no matter how they try to draw distinctions between this and Mar-a-Lago, the fact is there's a complete double standard in effect here. And it, it leads to the, the most important question of all. Why did they start searching on November the 2nd? What was the cause of the first search? What There's more to this than we know about. And there's a reason they are pursuing further searches. They're concerned, they're deeply concerned because they've seen something in those documents that they're very, very worried about. All right, so November 2nd, they uh, were cleaning out Joe's office at the Biden Penn Center, but lawyers were doing that. And your question is, yeah, why were they there? That's a great question. Um, Fred, are we making too much over the classified documents. For instance, let's pretend Mar-a-Lago didn't happen for a second. And by the way, I think it was a total setup and I don't think he did anything wrong. But would this be such a big deal for an ex-vice president, now president, to have secret stuff in the House? Well, I think it would. Look, Joe DeGeneva and I, we have a couple of things in common. First, we were both on intelligence committees. He was on the Senate Intelligence Committee. I was on the House Intelligence Committee staff. And we both know that if, if we sent classified documents to our homes and stored them in our garages, we'd be arrested and our homes would be declared a, a crime scene and searched. Uh, there's a reason that we protect classified information. It's essential to the national security of this country. Now, if this happened once, you know, Biden's defenders would write it off as a mistake or maybe in comments by, by his staff. But multiple instances suggest to me that this was done knowingly and deliberately by Biden and his staff. I think Biden took these documents with him, read his memoirs. He had the same arrogance of Hillary Clinton. He didn't think the rules applied to him. And now he's been caught. So you've heard of Mike Morrell. He's a former acting CIA <laughs> director, I think, under Obama. Sure. I saw him oh, on well. the news tonight. What you, is he a good guy or a bad guy? I... I, I uh, I vote he's a bad guy. All right. I, I'm with he, you here because listen to what he said on the nightly news over on Channel 2 CBS a little while ago. They're cut slack because of who they are. And I think that that's what has to end. Right. Um, somebody needs to be put in charge of knowing 
what information has gone to the residents and making sure that that information comes back. All right. They're cut slack because of who they are. He was talking about Joe and President Trump cut slack like that's somehow a standard practice, but needs to change. Same guy last August in the aftermath of Mar-a-Lago. Suggested to me um, a sloppiness in the handling of classified documents at the White House. Um, the two White Houses that I know best, the Bush White House and the Obama White House, there were very rigorous and strict protocols with regard to the handling of classified information, where it was, um, records were kept, retrievals were made. Um, that's what normally happens. That didn't happen in this case, sounds to me. I mean, which is it? Uh, and and I, I, could both be true in a way, Joe? Yes, of course. But uh, here's the thing about all of this. It really doesn't matter what Mr. Morrell thinks. If I'm not mistaken, he was on that letter of 51. Uh, perhaps I'm wrong, but uh, no, no, I, 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 yes. So let's remember, Mr. Morrell was part of the cabal about the letter that was sent that said that the the New York Post article about the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Uh, that's why I qualify him as a bad guy. Uh, this is now he's trying to rehabilitate himself by on the one hand, on the other hand, when he was part of a very sleazy anti-Trump effort. I uh, totally understand. I do think, though, that this look, I mean, I had access to classified documents when I was in the military. And it's true. There was a system and there was accountability. But sometimes, you know, sometimes you blew it off, quite frankly. And I have a feeling that might be the same vibe in the in the White House. Uh, Fred, uh, what happens next, in your opinion? Well, I worry we're going to keep seeing more disclosures. Uh, I, I think that it is time, and, and, and we, we've been hearing this all, all day, that we have to have people with security clearances in law enforcement to do a thorough search of Biden's properties, of his residences. And, you know, he has a home in, in, on the beach also. Are there classified documents in his Delaware beach house? We haven't heard about that. I'd like to see that house searched soon, her, searched also. He has another home in the D.C. area. He used to have a, an, an apartment. I'd like to see all these homes searched. I don't think this is the end of it. Officially, the, uh, the Rehoboth Beach one was searched, and uh, they came up with nothing. Um, Joe, how about this? As far as the lawyers, the Democrats, Adam Schiff, Harvard-educated lawyer. Over the weekend, I'm starting to see these guys. They know Joe's on thin ice. I see it starting to crumble. That's what I see. Is it my imagination? No, there's a big problem here for the president. And uh, I, I think Fred's got it right. There needs to be an FBI search a la Mar-a-Lago at the Rehoboth house. I don't care. The FBI didn't search that house. That was searched by his personal lawyers, not by White House counsel, not by, not by DOJ lawyers. So there, this, is, this is a very serious situation, and the Democrats know it. And now they're trying to put distance between themselves and a president who's not only a failure, but obviously someone who's so arrogant, so arrogant that he put personal on an envelope that contained classified information. Uh, I just want to show you, Fred, before we uh, cut this off, uh, the archivist, his statement. This is the archivist of the United States uh, back in 2021. He says he's watching TV. The documents come out of the House, the White House, and he's watching television. And he says, I can remember watching the Trumps leaving the White House and saying to myself, what the hell's in that box? 
Next, that began a whole process of trying to determine whether any records had not been turned over, uh, had not been turned over to the archives. I feel like that's evidence right there, Fred, of the swamp going after Trump to an insanely obnoxious degree. Some jerk at home watching TV, busting the president's chops about seeing boxes on moving day. Well, look, we knew where the documents were that were removed from the Trump White House. It's not uncommon that documents are removed from a White House. You sort through them, figure out what belongs to the government. That was supposed to happen for Biden, too. And indeed, some of the Biden documents supposedly went to some holding area in Washington. Now, whether the documents ended up in, in Biden's properties went there first or whether they were sent directly from, from Biden's vice presidential office. We don't know that yet. But we always knew where the Trump documents were. They were always safeguarded. They weren't being hidden from the archive or anyone else. That's not the case with the Biden documents. Right. And by the yeah. way, they were talking to Trump before he even left the White House. They were they engaged that conversation before noon on, uh, on and, Inauguration and, Day. And we haven't heard a word from the archivist during all of the Biden things. Not a word from the archivist now about Biden. Yeah. There's your double standard. Totally, totally. And by the way, aren't they supposed to be the librarians? Here they are calling the cops up every 10 minutes. I mean, come on. It's a, I think they need, to, uh, they need a reality check over there at the archives. It's crazy. Fred Flight, no, senior. Joe had an overextended book. Apparently, that's the problem. <laughs> okay. So appreciate it, gentlemen. Joe DeGeneva, Fred Flights, to be continued. Thank you so much. Be right back. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. So the media, they're pretty, pretty strong on Joe Biden this time. Now, some like Steve Ducey, he's always great. But we're seeing other people like at CBS and uh, some of the other networks really feeling their oats. Now, one of the reasons might be they're authorized by senior Democrats to be doing this. Let's bring in the expert. We've got Curtis Houck. Managing editor at Newsbusters, a great website that documents and exposes liberal media bias. Curtis, welcome back. And, uh, you know, they've been getting high marks, some people in the fake news, for how they've been pursuing this story. Do you give them high marks? Yeah, Greg, I do. You know, Ed O'Keefe from CBS News really going back and forth with Kareem Jean-Pierre. He was like this with the baby formula crisis last year as well. And except, you know, we, we've been seeing something that we didn't see with a lot of other Biden crises in his first two years, which is those back and forth with the president and with Kareem Jean-Pierre actually make it onto their newscasts, which is really stunning. You know, you're 
your point about maybe they're being let you know authorized to do so by their network bosses and they see a chance to throw by it overboard that's, that's definitely plausible i really think that's definitely in play with this as well but you know the question then goes to where were you with the laptop where were you with some of these other you know biden scandals with with what's been going on with hunter biden over the last you know, two years, where were you during the election? And the obvious answer is it didn't really matter as much to them as it does now. Uh, totally uh, agree. But let me, uh, yeah. I think it's not the network bosses. It's uh, individuals like these and the network bosses. But who are the network bosses taking their cue from? Put up those Democrats, all of whom want to desperately, desperately, they want to be president. You got Michelle Obama, you got Gavin Newsom, you got uh, take your pick. These people are pushing it, aren't they? Or is that my imagination? I really feel like the Democrats smell blood in the water and the media is taking their cue from them. Yeah, you see that with, you know, what happened with Katie Porter, the stuff that came out against her and her staffers. You would think, of course, that came from Madam Schiff. Yet a lot of this stuff, you wonder, what is Kamala Harris up to? Pete Boot Edge Edge has had a really rough few weeks on his end with everything that's been going on with the airlines and then with the FAA. Um, so you would think, oh, maybe, you know, we want to see what we got going on here. Um, but it just it, the way it just came out of nowhere. And you as you showed in one of your previous segments with Mike Morrell with CBS News, the way he just completely changed on a dime compared to what happened with Donald Trump last year to with Joe Biden, as you, po you guys pointed out. You know, Joe Biden in this situation was vice president leaving office, whereas Donald Trump was the president of the United States leaving office. Yeah. I mean, these reporters, though, where is their integrity? I mean, they're just blowing in the wind. It's like the weather changes because you mentioned the laptop. And here is Joe Biden lying about it routinely. I mean, for when the two minutes, it was a story three years ago, and they have not addressed it since. Take a look. I have no response. It's another smear campaign. There's nothing to any of that. Nothing to any of that. It's all a smear. Every major outfit, every serious investigator has pointed out that this is a smear. This is classic Trump. It's not a conflict of interest. There's been no indication of any conflict of interest from but Ukraine even, or anywhere else. Period. I'm not going to I'm not going to respond to that. Uh, all right. The last thing there is not related to the laptop. The first two are, he says, every serious investigator has said that this is uh, a smear and it's not true. Well, since every serious investigator has said it's true. And by the way, a smear can be true, I think. Why don't they ask him about that? Why doesn't somebody directly point blank say, hey, the laptop is real. You know it. Everybody knows it. Care to revise your comments? Right. Or that intel letter of, you know, former intelligence officials, many of which are contributors for these networks who said that the laptop was Russian disinformation. One of these news organizations going to ask uh, for retractions on that. When are they going to retract their own stories? You know, CBS News did a story on November 21st. It was five minutes and 41 seconds saying that the laptop is real. Catherine Harridge, formerly of Fox, pretty much laid everything out that we've been talking about. Newsmax has been talking about. We've been talking about Newsbusters for years, but nothing came of it. Nothing happened since then. You know, the New York Times came out March 16th. Uh, the Washington Post, April, March 31st came out. Big stories, nothing. 
Nothing has come since then. And, you know, why? It led up to the midterm elections. CBS came out with their story after the midterm elections. So now we're looking to 2024 with Trump, DeSantis, whomever on the Republican side, on the Democrat side. You have a lot of Democrats thinking that this is their time. Newsom, you pointed out as well. Now is the time to strike. And as they pointed out, they've lamented some of these journalists. It blunts Biden's main argument that the yeah. adults are in charge. You can't really say the adults are in charge when you're taking classified documents and you <laughs> claim that I didn't take them. I don't know what happened. Yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, um, uh, wait, we were just saying that um, they nothing happened as a result of those stories. But you got to go to the president and put a bow on that story, right? That's what they usually do. They go to the White House and get comment. And they haven't been doing that because they're excessively polite, because they're afraid of getting cut off. And even, by the way, Steve Ducey, uh, Steve Ducey, what's his name? Peter Ducey, the tall one. He's great. He is terrific. But you follow this closer than I have. Has he addressed the laptop with President Biden? Yeah, I mean, he's the one that's really asking about all sorts of, you know, scandals. You know, he's pretty much on top of this, whether it's the I, border. I, I, but I know, but specifically the laptop. I, for you know, look, maybe, you know, I don't think he has. I think we would have heard about it. Specifically the laptop. Mr. President, the laptop is real. That has not, even from Peter Ducey, maybe it has. Maybe we're going to have to take all this back. Do you know? Within the last year, in terms of, Within the last year, not that I can recall off the top of my head, um, pretty much everything else you know that I can really recall, he's hit on the border, immigration, Karine Jean-Pierre, uh, hypocrisy on election denialism. But other than that, I can't really recall that. Um, he's talked about, you know, comment regarding Hunter Biden and the U.S. attorney investigation into him, you know, regarding his taxes and business dealings. So that kind of tangentially gets to the laptop. Uh, no, he, he is. Up, look, he's, he's, no. he's a terrific Voice reporter mail. and he's doing a great job. But it's funny that I don't think they've actually, they won't go there. It's like too sensitive. It's too hot to handle. And look, they got to work there every day. So I don't know. About the voicemail on the laptop, you know, there, there was a voicemail saying we're in the clear. Uh, that, what, that did happen a few months ago. Um, just a part of the laptop. Not really specific about the laptop, but that is definitely one well, aspect where he yeah. said we're in the clear. Yeah. Joe Biden lied to 50 million people at that debate, backed up by those defense officials, and he's not been held accountable. That we understand. And uh, it's the media's job, and they haven't done it yet. But Curtis Houck, you do your job every day, and we so appreciate it. Managing editor at Newsbusters. Check it out, newsbusters.org. Thank you, Curtis. Thanks, Greg. Be right back. Senator... Do you have a crime that you think Hunter Biden committed? Because I've yet to see anybody explain it is not a crime to make money off your last name. So, Chuck, you ought to read the Marco Polo report uh, where they detail all kinds of potential crimes. You know, Senator Grassley. Oh, 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 let me just stop you there. Potential. This is about $30,000. About $30,000. I mean, it, Chuck. Chuck, Chuck, is it a crime to be uh, soliciting and purchasing uh, prostitution in potentially European sex trafficking operations? Is that a crime? Because Chuck Grass and I laid out about $30,000 uh, paid by Hunter Biden to uh, those types of, of individuals. Wow, that does sound pretty serious. And how about that Chuck Todd? 
Well, technically, it's not a crime, like as if we shouldn't be interested because he may or may not have violated a statute. This is one dirty business, the swamp. Uh, good job from Senator Johnson, although he kind of drops the ball a little bit a little bit later. Uh, here's the next question. They try to bring in Jared Kushner into all this. I'm always worried. I, I have skepticism of both parties. I sit here with skepticism of a lot of people's work. And I'm curious, so are you, were you at all concerned? Uh, this, your Senate Democrats want to investigate Jared Kushner's uh, loan from the Qatari government when he was working in the government negotiating uh, many things in the Middle East. Are you not as concerned about, are you not concerned about that? And I say that because it seems to me if you're concerned about what Hunter Biden did, you should be equally outraged about what Jared Kushner did. All right, real quick, Jared Kushner had something that Hunter Biden never had, collateral. Jared Kushner bought an office building <laughs> three years before he even met Ivanka Trump. That building there, $1.8 billion. That's a hell of a lot of collateral. That was in 2007. He marries Ivanka in 2009. All right. So there's and also this Hunter. Remember this Hunter Biden. What's his collateral? Can he point to a big office building in midtown Manhattan? No, he can point to Guy Smiley, career politician. That's my collateral. What a swamp. We'll be right back. Hey, thank you very much. Happy MLK Day. MLK, thank you. And we'll see you tomorrow.